yourself okay i can't yeah i can hear, can you hear yourself okay yeah, okay you can hear you can hear himself okay okay we're uh, recording i'm just gonna get up a nice little sound oh, a, a good sound collection of gourds yeah this is my uh this is my i call this the harvest centerpiece yeah it's daddy's 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 harvest peas, centerpiece. sugar snap peas that uh you grow those those are those are straight from the home piece those are Homegrown, but these gourds you got to buy in a specialty. Gourds. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to cheers. But that's how you start okay. every podcast. We, uh, we cheers with glasses hey. made of water. Here we go. Cheers to Alamadrigal. Okay, I'm going to play a song here to get us started. Great. To, you know, just to get us in the mood here. This is something from a band called Malaria! Exclamation point. I think they're German. They sound German. I'm worried that I don't know enough about this band. They might be like fascists or something like that, but. Yeah, you, you can't know until story. you can't know until you know. Yeah. We're gonna get started here. You're listening. You're listening to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton here on the Feral Audio Network. Today, as opposed to recording live in beautiful, sunny Burbank, California, we're recording live in beautiful, sunny downtown Studio City, California. A wonderful place. Today, my guest is comedian, author, father, bike rider. You don't ride, these ride bikes? Gardener. Gardener. I was going to get to that. Yeah. I was going to get there. I was going to get there, right? Make sure you rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. It's super easy. You should go to iTunes and do all that stuff. It's really easy to do. It's not that hard. You just you know how to do it. Hey, it's Johnny here now for real. Yeah, please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. It's really easy. It helps us out. Also, what you got to do is go to the website. I have a hair in my mouth. <clears throat> go to the website and shop on Amazon. Click on that little thing that says shop on Amazon. It's a huge button in the middle of all the pages. Doesn't matter what page you go to, you can go to my page, Live to Take with Johnny Pemberton. <laughs> or you can go to any page on Feral Audio website. You shop on Amazon and we get a little piece of that and you don't you don't get charged any extra. It's just a thing. It's some weird sort of magic voodoo they've worked out that when you buy stuff off through Amazon we get a small piece because we're referring to you. A taste. A little, we get a little taste. Yeah, that's yeah, what they say. Yeah. The mafia says that, right? Hey, can I get a little, can I get a little taste, Jimmy? <laughs> yes. Can I get a little taste? Johnny gets a taste. Can I get, we, we get a little taste of that? Okay, so do that. Rate, review, subscribe. Rating means you click five stars. Review means you write like, hey, this podcast is so funky. I love like, a good funky time. It's just fucking, fucking, fucking. It's super fucking funky. And you say that. And then uh, rate, review, and then subscribe as you click subscribe. I don't know if you're listening on Stitcher, if you're listening on iTunes, or whatever you're listening on. That's what you do. And that uh, rises the water that floats all the boats that we're in at the same time. Okay? I'm going to hear more of this song real quick. The part where the beat kicks in. Here we go. The beat's gonna kick in any second now. Beat's gonna gonna drop. The beat's gonna drop. Any second. Any second now. Here it comes. Then I'm gonna knock it out. Oh! Shit! Ha, ha, ha. 
We talked about this for a long time. We this did. Is a long time coming. It's a long time. It's a long train running. Long time coming. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to get you on the podcast for years. I think. Yeah, this is true. I'm, I'm a tough get. Are you really? Yeah, I can't. I don't do a lot of podcasts. Oh, well, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I just die. Uh, Man, I I've sort of given up promoting myself at all. You have? Yeah. Why? Well, I like talking to you. Yeah. But I we, have, we have spilkas. Yeah, we got stuff. We have friends. We've we've been on the road together. But um, just so many fucking podcasts. There are so many podcasts. And his listeners, listeners have so many choices. They do. Um, but we, we, listeners, we know you have a lot of choices. So when you listen to us, we, yeah, <laughs> what is that? that's an old thing, like an old news thing, right? Like you, we know you can get your news from a lot of places. So we well, appreciate, we appreciate you, come, you coming here. We know you have a lot of places you can get your carpets cleaned yeah. by a lot of different people. <laughs> we appreciate true. using us. We had a carpet cleaner coming here not that long ago. Because oh, you had dog problems. We had a big dog problem. We had a a dog, which is our dog, got into about sixteen ounces of salmon oil. It's a supplement, you know, about salmon yeah. oil supplement. Well, I, I know was. What it does. Well, it's supposed to help their coat out. It's like it's like fat, right? It's like you pump a little yeah. of that fat in their food. It's supposed to help them out in all these ways. And um, I, for some reason, I put it on the ground next to her food because I it was on the counter here, and I, every time I pick it up, the spigot would hit the top of the counter, and it would. Shoot a little bit. You went for an industrial size salmon oil. Yeah, it was a big. Large. It was like a twenty ounce or at least. It was like a big shampoo bottle, big Aussie shampoo bottle uh-huh. kind of thing. And I put it on the ground, thinking like, oh, it's it's that's where I, we use it all the time is when we put it. Yeah, on her just food put it right there, and you pump get a couple pumps in. Britt and I left for the night for like to go to a show. Didn't come back until like. You know, we're gone for like five hours. Yeah, we come home about midnight or one. Salmon oil everywhere. It's. Everywhere, and she ripped it open, and she's brought it across two rooms, and not just the salmon oil. She's she's eaten or drank and drunk half of it, and she's of course this made her violently ill, so she's vomited everywhere. So we got salmon oil vomit all over the carpet. The salmon oil itself. The dog is super fucking sick. Like, she's eaten a lot. She's had a lot of stuff. She's an 80-pound dog, right? So first you go to the vet to take care of the We dog. didn't go to the vet because it was, it was super late, and she was, she was drinking water. We, had, we gave her some, we have a bunch of charcoal pills, so I gave her the charcoal pills. So she was okay, and we got her to eat some rice and some crackers and stuff. So she, she was just, like, kept being sick, but she wasn't, like, we were watching for the signs That's of That's a tricky a thing as a dog owner, because you never know. Like It's super late at night, yeah. and then you're going to have to go to one of those 24-hour vets. Right. And so was, I think a lot of pet owners, if it's a late-night sickness, we had a horrible thing happen with Henry. We actually have, well, we probably should tell everybody the dog The dog story? story? Yeah, yeah. So um, Natasha Legero had puppies. Well, Duncan and Natasha. Back Duncan when they were, and back when Natasha. They were, I, I just yeah. got rid of Duncan altogether. Back when they were an item, back when they lived together, back when they were a, uh, a couple. Yeah, they had this little dog named Blanche or Blair. They found Blanche in the street uh-huh. where the dog walker did. and This then, little white chihuahua girl. Blanche turned out to be, she was pregnant she, when they found her. Embarazo. And they had five puppies, and the biggest puppy, they Duncan had named Big Julie. Right. So my kids were going to soccer nearby, and I would bring them up to look at these little tiny Because they're puppies. cute as hell. Super cute. Yeah. And then you had your eye on one. Yep. Well, I didn't have my eye on so much as one as I felt sort of almost obligated to, because uh, I mentioned early on about taking one, and it's one of those things where if you have puppies and you want to give them away, any interest, I think, is met with, all oh, right, so you're going to take this puppy, right? You got the puppy, right? You're going to take you this puppy. Take like, yeah, we're going to take the puppy. Yeah, we'll take the puppy. And then we took the puppy. 
And it was like a thing where it just <laughs> wasn't the right time for the puppy. What did you name him? We named her uh, named him Creepy. What? No, creepy. Yeah, no, Creepy. We named him cre- Yes, creepy. it was. It was yes, it else. was, man. It was Creepy. Maybe we had a different name besides that one. I think there was. I, I, I don't remember Creepy, but he is a little creepy, so that was uh, probably yeah. a good name. So then two days later, you brought the dog over to It was my like a house. week, maybe two weeks. Because um, Duncan told me that you guys were interested in the dog. Sure, because I was yeah. bringing, they picked it out. Yeah. They, so, but then I was in New York. I had just gotten a job on the Daily Show, right. so I was leaving my family and wife with mm-hmm. two kids and two dogs, and then see you later. I'm going to New York. Yeah. So I felt weird about that. So we said, let's finally let Johnny have it. This is a great story. <laughs> <laughs> Then, well, I didn't realize there was any contention at all, actually. I didn't know there's that. There's none. No, I didn't really know there was a thing like, oh, I mean, I didn't know you guys you guys wanted the dog until I told Duncan that, like, hey, man. So we got to yeah. call. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Oh, you don't want the dog? That's okay. Hey, Johnny will take it. I That's can't even do the voice because it makes my voice hurt. Hey, man. <laughs> uh. So we, we, we say, fine, let Johnny take the dog. And then yeah. a week later, Johnny shows up at the dog with the cage. I got a you cage got, and a blanket. I like how you call it a cage and not a crate. A crate. <laughs> a little dog crate. Yeah, it's not. A, people don't like it when you call it cage. Cage, right? It's just cage. <laughs> yeah, it's just cage. Get in your fucking cage, dog. <laughs> so we got cage. this super cute dog. And we named him Vernon. And uh, we, yeah, we have these and he's two great. fucking dogs. And he gets so along, right? I had the worst thing happen. Yeah, right. he gets along with the other dog. Right. I had to um, give my dog a uh, hand job. No, you didn't. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. That dog? No, the other one. Oh, thank God it wasn't the one I gave you. <laughs> I'd be indirectly mass jacking me up. You had to give him a hand job. Because uh, I thought it was, it's, what happened was um, when you introduce a new dog into the house, right. the other one felt threatened. This guy had, he had a, your, your dog came with a lot of problems. He had an undescended testicle. Oh, really? So we had to go wow. in and operate it, but you couldn't do it right away. So you had to let him go like a good nine months before you go in and operate on okay. the testicle. So we had this unfixed dog. Right. And uh, the other dog is threatened. So his uh, dick popped out. Whose dick? The, uh, Henry, the other dog. The, new, had. the old dog. Old dog. His dick popped out and stayed out. So I called my brother. Now it's 11 o'clock at night. Right. And I don't want to go to a vet. Is your brother a vet? No, my brother just has a dog and knows okay. a lot about dogs. <laughs> He's jacked off dogs before. He's jacked off a lot of dogs. <laughs> so yeah. I call my brother up and I say, hey, Dante, what, um, what should I do? This, his dick has been out for like an hour and a half. And he goes, dude, it's going to carterize. You got to get that dog. Cauterize. They're gonna. It's gonna get locked in there and just. Oh my uh, god! Because you know how they get these dogs get stuck together. I mean, honestly, I I know I'm so I don't happy know I don't know about this stuff. I don't know how it works. Yeah. So I looked up on the internet, and now I'm at a point where it's like, uh, am I gonna rush to get his dick taken care of? Because yeah. they're gonna. He said they're gonna have to cut it off. No, are you fucking serious? Yeah, just chop it no, off. No, I don't want to even hear out. that. So no, that, then, that that's a that's not real. Are you serious? Yeah, it's a cut thing. Dog's dick off. <laughs> right off. Because it got stuck out. It can't, it'll get what stuck out forever. What the fuck? Holy shit, I can't believe that. I, I don't want that to happen either. So I yeah. freak out, I go on the internet, and it turns out you can either use Aquaphor, Vaseline, or sugar water I to make the sugar it go water back thing. down. Yeah, yeah, sugar water. 
So I got Aqua Four out because you mm-hmm. have the two kids, and I'm giving the dog a hand job at night. It goes back in, so I, I make massage it back in. Oh, so you didn't? Com- he didn't complete. No. Oh, okay. So you don't have to like pleasure the dog. It, it's what it seemed like. See, the beginning of the story, I really thought it was like you have to jack, jack him off to completion. Yeah, it has to be a and really he's got good pause behind yeah, his head. It has to be like a really good, hard, <laughs> solid blast. Right. Otherwise. It doesn't. I'm sorry. It wasn't good enough for me. Yeah. Like, Can yeah. you just do it harder with your other hand? Oh, right. that's so much better. Oh my god. I had to do that about thirty times. Are you serious? Yeah. So it's like a thing. You've done that thirty times. I've now. done it thirty times. I've gone away. We got them Xanax. We were in. Then we went to New York. Xanax. Yeah, they make Xanax for dogs because we couldn't take it anymore. So one night you couldn't was, take the the have the manual. I couldn't do stimulation. Yeah, I, I, I can't. Do this. We took him to New York, which was a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. And then again, he doesn't know what to do. He's in this apartment. He's freaking out. Right. And um, at Saturday night, I'm sitting there with my buddy, and I'm doing. I'm like, this has got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> like it's Saturday night. Yeah. What did you do on Saturday? I didn't do anything. I didn't do something. I didn't do anything at all. Nothing. I did nothing. I definitely didn't jack a dog dick off. God. Yeah. So then I. Terrible. I was dampening it with sugar water, and my, right. my, my wife went to the vet and they put him on Xanax. Okay. And so you take it every away. day? Because the vet said he's insecure about it, which so we learned about it. He's, he doesn't know his place in the household. Right, because it's a new um, dog. Yeah, and it's a new dog, and there was another dog at this place we took him to, oh, okay. and so he's, he just was losing his mind. What a weird thing. He's a fucking weirdo. Like, my, both my dogs are just nuts. They're really? Really, they're very strange. And my dog's nuts, too. This dog's crazy. Really? Yeah, she's just is like she's just nervous. It's like a thing where, um, but she's so big. When you have a really do- large dog, there's just there's just a magnitude different of chances for mistake. It's like a thing where people are scared of big dogs, rightly so. But then it's like a thing where, if the dog, you know, it's that thing where if if someone's scared of a dog, that makes the dog more scared of them. And when dogs are scared, they seem like they're angry. Because they get defensive, they get their yeah. hackles go up, and they're like, "Who are you?" And then that makes the person who scared dogs more scared, so they smell that, and they get more fear. So it's this thing where you it's compound like, space. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you have to like manage that, and if you have a big dog, it's like you just have to just keep them from interacting in certain situations that you know are going to be difficult. Wait, but you've had your dog since it was a puppy. Like I've had that little thing. We that, have, but we have. She wasn't that young of a puppy. Uh, they found her. They found these dogs on like a dirt hole, like in a horse uh, stall. Somebody fucked them up. I think so. I think it's probably some ranch hands. Well, we got it from a horse ranch. Uh, so yeah. I think probably they got, who knows, either, either they just weren't, didn't see any humans until they were too old or someone's like kicked them around or some shit yeah, but either so way there's something yeah. there's always something everybody's got something yeah uh, my dog hates uh, Filipinos are you serious any Filipino with a hat loses his mind <laughs> and then um, are you kidding me yeah just uh, Filipinos with hats Filipinos with hats that should Sounds be your next sad. comedy album name <laughs> yeah. Filipinos with hats oh my it's god Jesus Christ, that's so specific. Now, we also went on the road together. We uh, went out, me and you went, yeah, to, uh, went Portland. to Portland. Got we did some, a weekend. A vitamin B12 shot. I know. Oh, I, I got one again recently. I haven't, I haven't had one since. <clears throat> I did. I, I shot on this TV show. You know, heard that show called Still the King? It's uh-huh. a Billy Ray Cyrus show on CMT. It's this show that you think is going to be so stupid, but it's hilarious. Oh, It's really? like an old school TV show. 
You know what I mean? It's like it's old school in the sense where it's just really broad. It's single camera, right? So it's not multicam, but I just did this one guest starring. I did a guest start on it, right? It was they shoot it in Nashville, and I went out there. This was probably like I don't know, like a few months ago or something like that. And it was like the most fun thing ever. And the, like I got to work with these baby ferrets. They had, the, the whole show is just abs- it's absurd. It's like really silly, great, and yeah. dumb. But it it, it's this great show. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. I feel like it's gonna be like shows like that are gonna come back and be like, more popular because <clears throat> people are tired of the fucking comedy that's serious. I, at least I think so. You know. Yeah. So uh, you got to do that, and then yeah. they, they, they were giving you a baby ferret and a B twelve shot. <laughs> Wish they gave me a baby ferret. Actually, I fucking hate ferrets. I don't hate them. I just find them to be like, like, like where eat, are you? Eat your eyes. Yeah, eat your eyes. Just gonna run up your leg and shoot in your asshole yeah. and be inside of you or something like that. Burrow itself in your asshole. I always think because they can go through like a tiny hole, so they could feasibly, if they wanted to, they could go in your asshole if they wanted to eat your shit or something. Which I don't want that. And to my happen. dog would come in and get it. Yeah, because he's a little ratter. Right, my dog's a ratter. <laughs> he's a ratter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, they were giving away B12 shots on set. I was oh, there for one day, right? That's so nice. I flew in on like a Wednesday, shot on Thursday, and I think I left on Friday morning, like early as shit, right? I, uh, after, that B, that, after that day of shooting, a whole day, I had to, went back to the hotel to go to sleep. I was exhausted. I was fucking super exhausted. I went and got some chicken from a place. And then I went to the back of the hotel, ate it, and went to bed. But I couldn't sleep until like almost three o'clock in the morning. I was like fucking so restless. I was like, because of the B twelve shot. I didn't realize it. And I woke up. I was like the fucking B twelve shot. Mm-hmm. It just I had so much energy. My brain was going. It was crazy. I have to have that stuff to do stand up. To do what? Stand up comedy. Like, Get the B twelve. B twelve vitamin B twelve. I get it at Trader Joe's. It's a dissolvable tablet that I put them under my tongue. Really? I, I, if I I can't go out at night, dude, I need to do that now. Because I've been going to bed mm-hmm. at like ten, like last night. I went to bed at I think nine. Are you serious? Yeah. That's crazy, man. I know, I, I know. Because all my friends, no one has kids. Yeah, I'm if you have up, kids, it's different. So, we had to wake up this morning, you know, it was up at 5.45. Why? Because kids got to go to, I got to take one this way and one another way. And uh, School shouldn't start that early. It doesn't, but the, he had to go, my son now in high school, Lorenzo's in high man. school. Man, freshman? Freshman. Oh, man. Yeah, a lot of zits. There's just, I mean, there's nothing, like even hearing those words makes me nervous. <laughs> Like I remember the first day of high school, going into the cafeteria. It was called the Commons, in uh, my high school, and just feeling like just not and having any idea. Like, can I sit here and just sitting down eating a sandwich and just feeling all the eyes in the world on me? Like, what the fuck is this? Well, I went to school with a lot. Luckily, went to high school with a lot of friends. Yeah. So there's a bunch of people from my grammar school that all went together. So we had buddies going in. But I remember like bringing a guy, like I met a guy in PE. Oh, you met a guy? Like yeah. a new guy? New guy. Yeah. You bring, bring him over. He's like, hey, this is this new guy. Oh, oh you, you were like the ambassador. I was an ambassador. I knew Dude. every single person in my high really? school. Really? How big is your Yeah, I'm like school? this with comedy, too. You know? Yeah, you are like, like the, the connector. I, everybody, you I know ever seen The Great Escape? No. It's this old movie. It's an old war movie about POWs. Yeah. And James Garner plays a character, and his name is the... Uh, I can't... I just fucking was about to... forgot it. It's not, it's not the connector... It's not the hustler. What do you call guys who get stuff? Liaison. Liaison. The no. finder. Fixer. The fixer. Something like that. He's yeah. that's all he does. Is he he like 
gets you. Oh, you need some. Uh, you need like, some. Uh, like a concierge for yeah. yeah just uh, a supplier. He's the guy. guy. He like knows everybody, and he gets along with everybody, so he can get you wherever you want. That's the thing. I would have made if I wasn't a comic. I would have made a fine maitre d. A maitre d. A maitre d in a restaurant, yeah. just because. Hey, how's it going? How are it's you? such a simple life. We just take people to tables, shake hands. Take but some tips. But then you'd probably develop a drug problem because you'd be so I, bored. Yeah. Like, dr- I've had enough of this. Late night in tuxedos, just drinking. I've had enough of this maitre d'. Fuck oh, bullshit. Tommy the owner. Tommy the fucking owner. I'm <laughs> taking all the profits. Taking all the profits. He's giving me shit about the shoes I'm wearing. Goddamn Tommy. Son of a bitch. The owner's son, Tommy, Tommy Jr. The owner's son, Tommy Jr., is taking everything. You want to hear your voice sounds like right now? Yeah. Yeah, man. My, uh, everyone at say always says I sound like Alan Alda when I'm on a podcast. It's going to be... Now you really sound like Alan Alda. Yeah, can you make me sound like more Alan Alda? Yeah, do I sound like Alan Alda right now? Let's see. I, keep Just, I think this sounds pretty Alan Alda right now. You think so? <laughs> now I'm changing my own voice. You change. So here, here I'll, give, I'll give you. This is blank right now. So you can get your Alan Alda here. It, it, yeah, and people say I sound like Alan Alda. Yeah, that sounds like Alan Alda. And now I'm trying to actually do an Alan Alda impression, though. So I don't know if it's. Uh, it, yeah. it sounds pretty much like. And Alan I don't Alda. do an Alan Alda. But just people say I sound like it. Uh, I'm closing my eyes. I'm hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. So Johnny. Uh, Hey, hey, Alan, what's up, man? Johnny, um, so, yeah, you were asking about some MASH stories, if we ever got any, like, hijinks. Yeah, well, did, you, did you guys ever, like, actually do any surgery, or was that just... Yeah, we, we actually performed on it, because they had a couple of Asian kids come in, and, you know, who cares about them at the time? Oh, okay. Yeah, so we, How uh, old, everybody? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, has he ever done that? Has he ever had, like, a gaffe, you think, like, a old man, like, said Oriental or something oh, yeah, like that? Yeah, 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 We they brought in some uh, Oriental extra, extra kids. <laughs> You know, it's like you'd say, you know, the Orientals. The, the, I was, uh, I did a Daily Show thing, and uh, so we were up in Detroit, and some guys, you know, that he goes, you know, this bridge is filled with Chinamen. <laughs> filled with them? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean filled? They're going to bring over a bunch of Chinamen, <laughs> and I go, did you just say Chinamen? <laughs> yeah, I go, you know, no one's saying Chinamen anymore. Everyone's using Oriental now. So. <laughs> Everyone, no one's saying Chinaman. Uh, you get him on the just. It's a lateral move there. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much a lateral move from Oriental to Chinaman. Yeah, God, it's so funny how that stuff changes though too, because it's like a thing where it's kind of like I talked with someone about this a long time ago, but how you kind of you can't blame somebody because they just it's like the same reason they said that is the same reason they don't know about like a, a, a new band or something. They don't never heard of. Never oh, they don't know anybody. It's like I our just dogs. Don't know. Like, yeah, what? Yeah. Okay. We, yeah. Did we fuck up our dogs? Somebody yeah. fucked up these people to make them think Chinaman was okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. You know, I didn't know. who's the president? Like, oh, oh, vice president? I don't know. I just uh, I work at the bar. You know, I don't. I just watch <laughs> watch baseball. That's yeah. Everybody it. gets so so wrapped up in their own little life, their bubble of life's yeah. maintenance that they don't care about anything outside of that. I, maybe that's a good way to be. I feel like I'm. Uh, I care about. Are you having a lot of anxiety right, right now yourself? I, I feel. Like I mean, I was, I was until I, I have because I've been on hold for a while for stuff. So it's like a thing where being on hold. I think that's a, a general, a very much an anxiety. I'm on hold too. Yeah, when you're on hold, it's like you can't do anything, so you feel sort of like you're. So that show you're on is uh, you don't know. You don't know. You're waiting. Waiting. And you got to wait till May. 
Uh, probably yeah. Oh. But also, I'm I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I will when this airs. I will be in South Africa. Really? Yeah, I think so. You're doing a comedy festival. Doing a you and Josh Fader doing a gone. film. Oh, doing a film down there for a while. How long? Like, like like ten weeks or something. Holy smokes! Who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe last might be more, but something like that. It's a real it's a real commitment. Yeah, it's a long time. And how's Brit with that? You know, it's uh, not not the best. It's not great. Yeah. I mean, she's gonna but, come out. I'm gonna have oh, to come that's out. Ha- that's for sure. Ha- but yeah, it's the same thing. When I had to go away, it's like yeah. this is how I, we make a living. You yeah. gotta just sort of go. I tell my dog. My dog says, "Oh, this is how you make the donuts?" Because <laughs> that's what she thinks. Oh, this is like the dumbest. Like sort of what do you call it? Uh, too too much information. Too personal. But that's why we. That's the voice of Rabbit. As her voice sounds like that. Mm-hmm. And she thinks her foods is McDonald's. She thinks that bucket over there filled with, with kibble is McDonald's. So she's like, oh, right, time to have Donald's for breakfast. Ooh, I some more Donald's. <laughs> so that's how she talks. Yeah, because yeah. dogs are all really stupid. Daddy got to make the Donald's. <laughs> oh, daddy working? Got to get that Donald's. Yeah, so your uh, dog. Uh, let's go back into Alan all yeah. about talking yeah. to the rabbit. Uh, hello. <laughs> Hey, Alan, how are you doing? <laughs> hey, hey, you been on that TV show? I like TV. I like TV with horses. I love horses. Is your dog weird around horses? No, uh, she's cool around horses, actually. Well, we don't really know. Yeah, we don't really hang around horses. horses. It'd be cool if I had a horse. Our old house when I was growing up had a stable because it was like this big old house from like the built in the, the like 1920 or something like that. Is that scary? Um, it was a little bit, but it was also cool. I grew up in a house that was built in 1907 in oh, San Francisco, shit. and the guy who built it, yep, yeah, the guy, the guy, is anyone there? Uh, hello? Dad? Is that you? It's just my mom. It's just my mom. Hey, go back to bed. Everything's fine. There's no ghosts in this house at all. There's no ghosts. I promise. We get them up. We sage the house like a motherfucker. We bring a bunch of sage. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah. Sage the house like a motherfucker. Sage the house like a motherfucker. Getting those ghosts out from under I used to feel, others. when I was in college, I'd feel something uh, lie down on me every really? single night. I swear to God. The, every and night? I've, and I've never felt like that before, ever. Every night, just so like, oh, the here guy, it goes. the guy shot, uh, the guy who built the house, he was I a shipbuilder. Huh. He shot himself in the head in the living room because oh, cool. he was sick. He was sick, like what? Had cancer? Yeah, he was. Uh, oh, so he was like, "Oh, save him some money." <laughs> All right, <laughs> can't be built on these ships. I'm so sick. I saved a good family some money and take myself out. Won't be seeing the pearly gates because suicide's against the law and the Lord's way. But I'll do it. Take- so we, yeah, he shot himself in the head in the living Jesus. room, and then um, we would always hear stuff. And uh, go down. I have two younger brothers, and we'd uh, all grab knives and go look and inspect the garage. Jesus. And then, yeah, I always feel something. And I've, I've, again, I've never had this feeling anywhere right. else. And I would feel something uh, lay down on me every single night. In the house, but this was in, the, in that same house. Yeah. So you feel something like, oh, wow, it's fucking. Yeah, just, I just pull my covers up over my head and I just got used to it. How, but you were like 18, 19, you felt that. Yeah, so like 17, 18, 19. Have you ever seen The Conjuring? 
No. You should see it. You should see it. Does that happen in there? Uh, no, but there's this character in there that's super scary that maybe reminds me of that guy who's like, this character named Bill Wilkins. It's so scary. It's like the coolest thing ever, but it's also, it's terrifying. Yeah, those are the only, well, I've had two other little ghost things happen other than that. Really? Where my son uh, looked out, we were in an apartment in uh, Silver Lake mm -hmm. when we first moved to L.A., and he was How standing was he? there, he's two or three. Okay. And he says, uh, who's that man, Mommy? They, the man standing right there and pointed. And then my wife's ex-boyfriend had just died just a week before. Right. And uh, he said it twice, that man right there and pointed. And he's two. Yeah. And what did uh, what did Kristen do? Just grabbed him and left the house. Oh, would she never, never come back? Well, <laughs> never went back. We never went back to that Jesus. And then uh, when I was in San Francisco... My car was getting broken into, but right before the guy smashed the window. What do you mean? You can't go, so, so I was in a downtown. If anybody knows San Francisco, it's Mason and Sutter, like Tenderloin Heights. Okay. And uh, right near Union Square, mm -hmm. at this little sort of bullet apartment. Where, bullet? What's yeah, that mean? Yeah, movie of Stephen Queen. Just oh, okay. Of, you're like in the city. In yeah. It. And um, I heard a voice in my head that says, get up now. And right. I ran to the window. I just jumped out of bed I, from a dead sleep, jumped out of bed, ran to the window, and somebody was about to break my back window. And about to, and what did you do? You go, hey, that's yeah, my I window. I screamed out the window, and then I called the cops. And what did the, the guy do? Came like, chasing. Yeah. He just ran away? You know, they grabbed a couple things and scurried away. Holy shit. So I was benevolent ghost. Yeah. So benevolent ghost, neutral ex-boyfriend death ghost, and yep. then maybe malicious laid laying down ghost. Yeah, who knows what that ghost was thinking. It's yeah. So you think those are ghosts, or you think it's something where it's like... I don't know. I don't know. It's something, right? Because it's not yeah. just nothing. <laughs> Never had that feeling before. I mean, I, even after what, the... Uh, never had that... Now I feel myself <laughs> Never had that feeling before of, of laying in bed and then having something come and rest on me. Did you listen to Coast to Coast AM? What's that now? Oh, 103.5? Well, no, and, and out here it's AM 640. Oh, no. It's the conservative station, but at night uh, from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., and then to replay it from 2 Dedication. to 6. They, they, it's, a, it's a radio show called Coast to Coast. It's been on for almost 30 years, I think. Um, used to be hosted by Art Bell. Now it's hosted by George Norrie. And half of it is dumb shit, like about... I don't know, weird stuff that's not that interesting, but a lot, the big part of it is like Bigfoot, ghosts, UFOs, and people call in all the time. And the majority of the callers are people who are, they're just, they're, just, they're, they're totally crazy. Like fully, yeah, I really fully think delusional. that anyone takes the time to call into a radio mm -hmm. show is a little off. Especially at fucking 1 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe even like later in some places. So I should listen to that. I we, I, I love listening to conservative talk, though. Me I, too. I, really I love like it. it. And it's we great. used to watch. You said when I was at the Daily Show, we'd watch Fox News and Megyn Kelly every single. You have lunch. to watch it. People, that's the big problem. I feel like right now is people don't watch enough of the opposition. They don't watch enough. Not even it's the opposition. Just it's like whatever. They don't watch enough of viewpoints. Yeah, so you guys used to watch Fox News all the time. Yeah, every single show. lunch. A lot of cash for gold commercials. But, <laughs> for gold, I remember yeah. that. That's kind of gone away a little bit, I feel like, unfortunately. I think still, if you were to watch 
There's still some. Yeah. There still is some cash available. Then for gold. reverse mortgages right. are big, uh, and then that seems like I got really disappointed sad. with Henry Winkler after that because I oh thought, he did a reverse mortgage. Ad? Yeah, yeah. He, I think that's just robbing old people. Why would he do that too? Because isn't he wealthier than I think God? He should be fine. He's he. If he's not okay, then I'm worried because yeah. uh, he. What did he do? I don't know. To, he, to, how do you? It's one of those things where how. You always you hear these stories of super rich, famous, um, like actors or producers who go broke. I'm like, how did you do that? Yeah, I don't want to do like, that. Like, oh, you just spent like a fucking crazy person. You bought think, like two uh, houses. Yeah, you can't have two houses. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could. Well, because back a in the day, you have... could you could live off stuff because if you had a name. You could buy, you could do, cause you had, you're a white guy or whatever, you're like, you have all this credit and you have all this clout in the 50s or 60s, you could, you could do, you could push your weight around and you could buy a house and not own it, own it. And you can overextend yourself easily because people, there's so much goodwill towards you. It's easy to. Oh, like, sure. We get fucking, you this loan and yeah, 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 no bankers. problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we and meanwhile, a I got a number one. <laughs> The next thing you know, you're fucking broke because he just like overextended because he didn't have any idea. Yeah, I, I just feel like we want to um, pay for the house. I want to pay for the house I'm in mm-hmm. and then not get to a cash for gold reverse mortgage situation. Yeah, just don't get there. And then I want to um, garden and uh, just hang out at the house. That's, yeah, what, that's my goal. I don't have any huge motivation to. I'd like to keep working, but I'd like to. I feel like it's. It, Comedians and everybody were just sort of we're, everybody's hustling too much. The kids changed me. I I, I think I, you it took because you're like a hustler though. You've always been like yeah, but just because I yeah. want to provide for my family, right. I never have any like these holding patterns are fine. But if it, any like I always have to keep some sort of cushion because I have to pay for school yeah and stuff like that just bring them to homeschool them just get homeschool. them on just put fox news on and let them put comedy some sandwiches school. out comedy school yeah comedy school is what is that what i think comedy school is abuse right you have to like <laughs> yeah. like put a blindfold on them and run them outside and spank them and like wake them up and hit them what did you do yeah. that's comedy school <laughs> and then they'd rush out and they uh they're hilarious i i really don't like um I just wanted to. I always say, try hard, be nice. That's my thing. And then I don't do anything after that. I'm just trying to get them to. That's pretty good. I don't know what else you have to do. Effort into whatever they do. I don't care what you do. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Like Vince Lombardi. Right? Uh, if you're cheating the practice, you're cheating the game. If you're cheating the game, you're cheating life. If you're cheating life, I will not have that. Something like that. I don't know. Uncle that. Vince. That's my, my sixth grade teacher. I say that all the goddamn time. What did Uncle Vince say? If you're cheating the practice, you're cheating the game. If you're cheating the game, you're cheating life. And I won't have that. Simple as that. And are you guys, uh, what's the kid situation? Are you guys, are you, are you... Oh, Britt has, Britt's pregnant with twins right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So back to conservative talk radio. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, it's South African secret family. Yeah, oh, God. That would be the worst. Just having a separate... I can't imagine how terrible that how would be. How does anybody pull off secret family? I can barely handle... Yeah, I don't get that. That's a half thing. Half a family. And I'm... How could you possibly... I mean, I guess people like that tend to die young, don't they? Have heart disease? Do they? You guys who have secret so. families? I think people like that... Because you always hear about, like, the f- you find out about it when the guy dies. 
And the guy dies because he's got so much fucking cortisol pumping through his blood that his arteries get hard. And at 65, takes a drag of a cigarette and twin scotch, and it just keels over. We know a, a girl who um, his dad passed away, mm-hmm. and they discovered secret family. There you go. And he died because of fucking stress. Yeah. He died you can't because keep he... keep that going. Yeah. Ugh. God. So that's the trick. Secret family. He was, they were in Argentina. That's another good album title for you. Secret family. <laughs> what was my first album title? Uh, Filipinos and Hats. Filipinos and Hats and Secret <laughs> Family. I can't believe that Filipinos and Hats shit. Yeah. I, but I want... Before the, the recording got fucking interrupted, my deeply unprofessional self here thought that we got overreached with my space on the memory card. This is why I record in the studio now, because I'm not used to doing this at home, but... Um, yeah, I follow these people on Twitter. Like, I follow like two super conservative people. Like, not like they're not famous. They're just regular people. Like, regular, as far as I know, they're regular people. I found them because I was like, I would troll on Twitter, like, search TCOT, the top conservatives on Twitter, and just like, oh, yeah. I kind of went down the, I get drunk sometimes, and I'll just go down the rabbit hole, like, see, click on someone's. Uh, retweet because their picture is crazy. It's like a fucking eagle and a guy, a cowboy and an eagle and a gun and like a, a bunch of little words like yeah, yeah, U- U.S. rights militia, hashtag Trump, hashtag Matt, you know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I landed on this one lady, um, and I followed her, and I like uh, she followed me back and it was super nice. Like, thanks for following me. And I just see all the stuff. She, she retweets. She'll go on these, like, tears. She'll just retweet for an hour. And you'll see all this stuff. And you see this stuff. The craziest thing is, one, like, what they th- believe. Media, they really bought in on that. They, yeah, like the so. stuff they believe about, like, oh, Obama is definitely a Muslim. Like, 100% a Muslim sort of thing. So what people need to do is, uh, and we, I do this all the time, so when you're watching CNN or MSNBC, right. go to Fox, if there's ever even a press conference. And right. You do, sometimes, for the most part, Fox isn't covering it. Really? Yeah, so They don't cover Fox, press conferences. Well, they, they'll... If anything, that, for example, when the Jeff Session stuff is going down, right. there's like in the heat of these sort of Russian wiretaps and yeah. those kind of they're somewhere else. So what are they? They're talking about that they're, they're beating some other dog to death or beating they a dead horse. They are talking about the uh, you know transgender bathroom story. They're yeah. talking about they're talking about um, there's other news for them to cover. They're talking about the leaks. So they'll be concentrating on the leaks way more than the actual potential for you know information and um, sort of collusion with the Russians so they'll be kind of, they're, they're, where are these leaks coming from okay this is people from the Obama they're, so they're on a leak witch hunt over on the Fox see I haven't side. watched I haven't watched cable news in a while so I kind of like don't know what's going on with that like I just get most of that stuff from uh, from Twitter and stuff so I don't see the stuff I don't see like the the machine in motion yeah, That's what it seems I love like about traveling so much too. Is you get to a hotel room and you're like, "Oh man, I don't have, I don't have cable." So you can also look at the Republican talking points. Uh, really? So if you ever go to any of these talking points memos, you can see everybody. When, and Fox really does they push live them. by those. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you know exactly what they're going to say. And what seems like they it. also tend to like, um, like they they love rehashing stuff. It's like they really keep bringing something up over and over again Benghazi as opposed to is yeah. a perfect example of that the it's emails just... yeah I never thought about that that's the sort of thing so it's not really news it's more just like this it's like a megaphone there's this but old but yeah you yeah. have to if this uh, Russian uh, thing was happening to Democrats they would be losing their minds 
Yeah, there be. I mean, that's that's the other thing about these these people I follow on Twitter. I follow two people now. The stuff that they post about. Um, also, anytime you see anytime you see someone on the left getting pissed about Trump, like as much as they're pissed, you think like there's no way someone else can can be liking this. All those people love everything he's doing. Yeah, they really fucking love it. And so it's just weird to see that because people on the left, there's a lot of people on the left who just don't. I think they don't realize just how much people think Trump is great. Yeah, they so think he's just the greatest thing because of what he's doing. Even the stuff that that you everyone would think, oh, this is bad. This is bad. This is just like egg on your face, man. You're fucked it up. You're not supposed no to be president. There's no way that people could back this guy, and they are. But they so. love him, and they love him more because of those things, not less. Like the stuff that he should be, the stuff that's impeachable, or at least bring, less bringing him to the impeachable stuff. They think it's great because it's like he's bre- he's breaking it down. He's doing it different. He's shooting from the hip. It's There's like, a lot of uh, people I just delete uh, off. I'm not again. I'm the worst at any Facebook, Twitter, right. social media, anything. And so I, um, I hate it. <laughs> I go on. I go on Facebook, and there was an uh, somebody created that app where you could find, or it's a website you can right. find out which ones of your friends are Donald Trump fans. But then I'll just really? like, uh, delete. Yeah. What's the app? You know what it is? Um, friends who like Trump. Okay, well, that's <laughs> friends who like Trump. I wonder if I would show up on there because I intend to like ironically say a lot of stuff like that. I say a lot of uh, stuff. But I, I excuse Bagger. like comics. But anyway, it's just I, I just don't like the racism part of it. Uh, yeah, oh, that's fine. pretty bad. Somebody, I, I do whatever. Somebody's financially conservative. I mean, people are just sort of selfish. My parents yeah. were uh, super Republican for a long time. They really? Yeah, because they all made their money from nothing. My mom used to clean houses. Yeah, that's a thing. That's, that's, like a, that's the thing. It's like, like a, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and just get it. You don't need social services. Yeah, just it's a good it, work. It does that. It has that effect of make that makes people Republicans. Also, if your parents are super liberal, I think it's just like them. My great my friend Rob, he's really liberal and he take, he's all about the the protesting and stuff like that. And he brings his little kid. And every time he posts an Instagram about, it, I'm like, you're building a great conservative right now. <laughs> It's like a conservative fucking factory. Yeah, the greatest uh, way to get your kid to uh, do something is tell them they, they can't do it. And uh, the same has got to be true for politics. Yeah. You're just going to drag them to every fucking march and it's yep. going to end up hating. He's going to have a tie-on and be talking about, like, I mean, it's going to be like that guy. What's that guy, the new guy, the new vampire guy in the Trump administration? I'm so... Un- he's got. He's out, though, he's because done? he was flashing white power signals. Uh, Which guy? Signs, the new vampire guy. I forget it. He he's already so, gone. He's already gone. That guy lasted like a week and a half. He, you, maybe even less than that. They can't. So he took Are a picture serious? flashing some sort of W white power signs. No, he didn't. Yeah, I can't fucking believe that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a white supremacist that uh, they got rid of immediately. Holy shit! Because that guy looked. He had a thing where you saw that. I don't. Even, you remember his name? No, I... I That's so great we can't. So Isn't that great that we can't remember his fucking no, name? And awesome. also, the other thing is we were being oh bombarded God. with all this news. So if my wife is listening to it constantly, and I, I'm starting to... It's sort of what probably what they have in mind is I am tuning out a little bit because I just can't fucking take Cause it. Because it's, it's overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Yeah. And I just want it. And that's how you become one of those guys that just gets caught up in That's how you start saying Chinaman. Yeah. And it's just a like, matter of time before but I how start do you, saying How China. do you get around that? Because it's something where, 
As I feel that way, definitely. I feel like I don't. I get really frustrated with uh, politics and stuff. I just get tired of having to pay attention because I think, it's so. Well, the magazine The Week is fantastic. The Week, The Week, because okay. they just a do a synopsis recap. You you stay completely up to date okay. without being overwhelmed by everything. And so The so, Week, we have an article about. There's this guy who started and he's also finished now. Yeah, because so he's a that, white yeah. supremacist. Exactly. So Jesus just, Christ! It has ten things you need to know. It just you. Okay. Okay. So you don't want to walk around being completely uninformed, but I don't want yeah. to be overwhelmed with all of this shit. Because I, I feel like the the cable news thing is it's such a thing. I mean, you know this as well as anyone from the Daily Show because you guys talk about that all the time. You guys are like the antidote to cable news. It's like this thing where even on even uh, the left leaning sites or even the center sites, it's just that thing where like any like when that when those planes went down, when the plane disappeared, that the Malaysian yeah, aircraft went when down. that flight went down. The first thing I thought was CNN's stock's going to go way up because this is a fucking awesome news story. It's yeah, everything. It's like a car chase. It's, it's the you perfect see news how story. It ends. Yeah, you and also, see. it doesn't have an end. So it's like they can just keep fucking uh, a possible update. We found there's possible uh, German Airlines discovered a radar glitch in the uh, South Pacific where we believe the flight went down. We're going go to go to live now to someone who's going to say the exactly same thing, but with different words and a different face. It's like this thing where... Yeah, it's so hard. To, it's so hard to separate that, and also those guys drum stuff up so much to where they they have like this. Uh, it's so anticlimactic sometimes. It's unbelievable. Like, oh, we have a special breaking news, and the breaking news is that there might be news. Well, they're they're running with misinformation. And yeah. they're just they have half the story, and that's sometimes enough to go on, and uh, no one's really. You know, they, everything's happening so quickly that they're just forcing the issue, and because um, they have to, right? Because they have to. Because yeah, yeah, If they don't do it, they have to keep up with their. It's part uh, of it's a, it's a tough gig. I'm sure. <laughs> like I wouldn't want that stress or responsibility. No. Like just being and and anyway, it's just yeah. I'm trying to just fucking chill out as much as I possibly can. I bought that truck. Did you see the truck? You bought a truck? I bought a, well, I bought a uh, 1988 Toyota FJ62 Land Cruiser. Really? Yeah. You got to come check it out. I do. 88, that's old. Yeah. That's like a classic. And then what year is yours? Mine's a 90. Yeah. My money pit of a Mercedes. <laughs> but you got Great car, though. Beautiful car. And it's going to run forever. It's going to run forever. But you didn't like that guy I referred you to, Richard. Uh, uh, you know, Richard's great. He was great. Really good guy. For real. You said he was using Chinese parts. He was. China, China. He was. He's, He's getting his parts from China. But I also went to the other guy who put the official parts in, and it's they're still fucking squeaking. I think Mercedes has a brake squeak thing. Yeah, they like like it. It's like a thing. Well, Britt and I were watching that OJ uh, made in, not made in America, but the uh, the FX one, right? Yeah. And what's his name? Robert. What's the guy that Travolta played in that? I can't remember his name. But he's one of the lawyers. It's not Kardashian, but it's a. Uh, it's the really creepy dude. But either way, he was played by uh, David uh, Schwimmer. Is that what you're David Schwimmer played Kardashian, right? But and then oh. uh, Travolta played that other guy. I can't remember his name right now. I don't know why. But he he um, shows up to OJ's house in a brand new Mercedes, and you hear as he's pulling up slowly, you hear a little squeak. I was like, ah, it's supposed to be that way. It's like a Mercedes signature thing. Because the guy took it to in Pasadena, the other guy was like, I tried everything. We put new brake pads on. We put sprayed some stuff on there to like make them. That was Ray? Yeah, Ray, to harden the pads. And it worked for a little bit. And it went back to fucking squeaking. It's weird. Intermittent. It's, I don't know. But they're good the, brakes. They're the fine. Goods, good, the brakes are great. But now I have a guy who I literally walk to. So I drive my car there and I walk home. And it's great because this car has been fucking up so goddamn much. The back window 
just all of a sudden stopped working. Um, I took it in because I actually hit a trash can and the let the right side mirror got broken and so i took it take it in there he's like he's the funniest guy he's like an armenian dude but he talks like, bro bro okay i tell you i tell you this is they're telling me one thousand dollars i know that's too much i call my guy he says they're for six hundred it's crazy to me how much this costs it's crazy i know johnny it's crazy man but this is how much it is if you can find a better part you do bro you should do it you should do it seriously I, it's crazy how much they charge i know it's crazy so, let me show you he's always like Re- reassuring me because he thinks uh, he's like scared. I think I'm like, getting ripped off. Yeah, but I feel like I'm getting ripped off every single time I take my car and me do too. anything because I don't know. I would love to, to go to auto shop. I would if you want it yeah. during your lag time. I would go to Pasadena City College in a second. I want to take an auto shop class, right? And know how the basics of it work, but. I don't. We don't have time for that either. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I feel like I'm. I, at some point, I feel like you're paying for the convenience, and you just have to be like, well, I mean, it's it's got to get fixed. And what I, actually what I did with that mirror though is I did it was too much. I'm like, I'm not paying a thousand dollars to replace my side mirror on a car that's not broken off. It's just cracked, right? The backstory to all of this is that I used to have a <laughs> uh, Mercedes diesel wagon right? that I bought on eBay that got shipped out from Florida. So I bought this car, and then Johnny was always looking for a diesel Mercedes, and so we started. You know, Brent Walsh has said that the You'll get more response out of me. If you said, hey, Al, I got a pilot idea. Do you want to work on a pilot? No response. Nothing. You want to do a podcast? Eh. Maybe. And then, hey, Al, can you help me find a car? (laughs) 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 Yes. Alan Alda shows up. So um, we started looking for this Mercedes together, and you found that one in Sacramento, which is perfect. It's not perfect. Well, it, it is perfect. I mean, this stuff that's happening to the car, this is normal shit. Like stuff happens. Like the the fan belt had to get replaced and the alternator had to get replaced. That's not. It wasn't that expensive. It was it was not that bad. The side mirror is my fault, and that was super pricey because I'm I would drive like an idiot and I had a trash can. But but these Mercedes diesels, if you're looking for a car, are known as. There's a couple different cars that are known as the best cars ever made. Really? And that is the Mercedes one two three series in the eighties and nineties. One two four, isn't it? One, I think it's one two three. The, so the, the three hundred. So if you look at yeah. if if you're searching for, it's a TD three hundred. CD three hundred is the coupe. Okay. And it's I think mine was an eighty five. So anything. 85 Mercedes yeah. anything a diesel but you got this next body style yeah this is the one tw- this is the 124 the next one after it was the 210 That's and then the, body the style. other car if you're looking you want a 1991 Volvo 240 really is just you can run it forever and yeah so those are the cars like if you're looking to buy uh, a used sort of car that's sort of this classic. You can buy those, and so I, I, I love it. I would have a Jay Leno style garage, maybe. If I would I had love to have that. Money. I want to get a. I'm gonna get a truck at some point, like yeah, a real just, truck. I want to have a truck. bed, something a I can Ford throw. F100. I think you gotta go Japanese, man. Really? The Japanese make better trucks. So There's a, a reason. Toyota Tundra. Toyota. Toyota. Uh, you, the, well, the best thing to get is the Toyota Tacoma. The Tacoma is like the best selling truck of all time. If you if you want to resell it, you just like whisper it into the wind and like three dudes will show up. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I'll mm-hmm. buy it. I'll buy it. 
They, they, people fucking love Tacomas, but I don't like Tacomas because they're too, they're too trucky. I want to get a fucking Honda truck. <laughs> I really do. No, you don't. Really? Yeah, the I do. new ones? Hell, hell yeah. New Honda truck. Nick Thune did a commercial for a Honda oh, and I know. they gave him one of those trucks. That's why I'm interested. So I saw Thune's truck. I'm like, I like this. And I rode in one. Actually, here's what happened. I took a, uh, an Uber to your house like two years ago and it was a Honda Ridgeline showed up to pick me up. We're riding in this thing. It's so roomy. It's high up. It's like a, it's really smooth because it's not a real truck. It's a unibody truck. So it's not, mm-hmm. a, it's, it's not a real truck. They call it a grocery getter. Because it's not a real truck. Because a real truck is box on body. Yeah. And this is unibody. So it's not a real truck. And I was just like, this is fucking great. And then I think at that same party or maybe a different party, I saw Thune's truck. I was like, man, this is great. You like this? He's like, love it. And it's it's the Honda Ridgeline. It's the, I'm just like, I they want They just redesigned it too. It looks they nice. They did. They made it less distinctive and more like an actual truck. I think you, but you could pick up one of those old ones. You could, no but I, I don't know. I kind of want to get the the new one because it's got better gas mileage, you know, because that's the thing with this, with the, uh, with the diesel, it's great, but if you're commuting with that car, uh, if you're commuting with the, my car I have, it just goes so slow up hills. It's crazy. Like people think it's broken. Like people pass me angrily so much. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they, people fucking, what the fuck is this guy doing? I'm, I'm, flo- I'm literally flooring it up Laurel Canyon. But don't you I'm have going, to pump it a little bit to, to get it to kick into a, kind of, I, I'll just drop gear. it into three or something. Like what's, I'll shift it down. But even then I don't want to rev it too high, but. I don't know. It's definitely not, it's not a, it's a touring car. It's a car meant to be like driving on the freeway and like long distances. Kind of feel like uh, people who typically listen to your podcast, it's like it just, uh, they don't, the car talk. Cards, this is getting the- into car talk, but seriously, I am a good person to go to. I'm the person that everybody goes to for old, to old man conversations. Old man conversations. Yeah. Because you, you're, you're about 60 now? Yeah. <laughs> you're getting there. It's Alan Alda voice. It's not even my real voice. I'm actually just... Uh, you're cloaking it. You're cloaking your voice Propped right up now. with lotion. Propped up with lotion. Do you use a lot of lotion? No, I need to use more. You don't. Very dry. See, I use a lot of lotion, but that's, you know. Salmon I oil and lotion. Yeah, salmon oil. I just squirt salmon oil on my face every morning. <laughs> just just pump it on. It's my aftershave. It's salmon oil aftershave. Salmon oil. That's another thing I'd like to do is create products and just uh, walk away from comedy altogether. Really? Herbal. What do you mean create products? So I have a bunch of different product ideas. Do you want to divulge them now? Sure. If okay, people, listeners, I don't want anybody to steal them. Hey, everybody listening to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton here on the Feral Audio Network. Please rate, review, and subscribe and do all that great stuff. My guest today is comedian Al Madrigal. Just bringing you back up to speed. Comedian Al Madrigal, also known as the comedy's dad. Mm-hmm. Also known as Magic Al back in the day. Because you know why they called him Magic Al? Do you know why they called you Magic Al? Why? Because you used to fucking crush every time. I remember Duncan telling me that the first time I met you. It's like, check out Al. Like, what? They call him Magic Al. Like, why? He just fucking crushes every time. That's not true. Yes, it is true. You didn't know that was true? No. Check out, check out. Check out. Magic Al. Al's so good. Al's so fucking good. Every time. Always crushes. So I was doing the comedy store in the Laugh Factory right. and the improv just nonstop. I would go. You were hitting it. You were cracking. You were cracking skulls with those comedy, baby shovels. Comedy, comedy, comedy broke me, man. I what mean, like, it broke you. I was just so tired. You're tired right now. Yeah. But that's no. I'm not tired now. I'm just uh, tired of comedy. Yeah. That's normal, right? There's, I guess so. There's seasons. I have a special coming out. You do? Yeah. When? On Cinco de Mayo. 
Holy shit. Uh, listeners, you don't know, Al is of Hispanic descent and origin. It's hor- horrible. Half, you're half Mexican. Half Mexican. And I, 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 you have I, a great it's special. Showtime. It's called, uh, the special is uh, called Shrimpin' Ain't Easy. <laughs> Shrimpin' Ain't Easy? Yeah. Okay, why is it called well, that? that? Uh, you would, I was doing that uh, shrimp revenge story. Oh my God, it's story. one of the greatest stories. You've told it on podcasts before, right? I don't think so, not really. But not, it's in the special. She shouldn't it's in tell the special. It. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just... Uh, yeah. go, I, Seafood revenge. It, it's uh, the greatest. It's cool. my, it's probably one of the greatest stories that there is. And it's this big twenty-five minute closer right. that I have. It's twenty-five minutes long. Yeah. Well, it starts from beginning to end with all Jeez. the stuff I lay in. So yeah. Anyway, so it's all about my anger issues right. and how I lost it uh, during a uh, dance recital that they wouldn't let me go to. And you, it's. Let me pause it real quick. One second. Yeah. yeah so uh, seafood revenge, man. And, so, you, uh, so that's like the crux of the special. Yeah, pretty much. It's all about just. Well, that's a big deal, man. Anger. Fucking, that's awesome. And, but I that's when you're tired sh- of comedy. I brought it to Showtime and the story, or just the idea of doing this. The the they did the they made the deal to do a special because right. I have a TV show that I'm doing there as well. Really, called I'm dying up here about stand up in the '70s. That has John Daly. Uh, myself, uh, Melissa Leo, a uh, ton of comics, and then it's all about stand-up in the 70s. Right. I had a pretty sweet mustache. I'll post, oh, uh, what I'll is post a picture on my Instagram. When does it come out? That comes out on June 4th. So, so I've been in you hold. guys shot the whole series? Yeah, we shot the... Uh, is it a narrative thing? What is it? Is it like a... half hour? Is it, what kind of show is it? It's an hour-long sort of dramedy. Holy it's, shit. I'll post all these. Who are you supposed to be there? Are you supposed to be? Um, I play Edgar Martinez, who's this a real guy? Uh, sort of. No, it's a sort of mix, and I, I wrote on the show as well, so I got to create my own character, which is like the Freddie Prince Cheech. Okay. Character. I'm sort of a low life drug dealer. And, but a comic. Uh, yeah, a comic. Right. I'm one of her main, and it's all based on. Loosely based on a book called I'm Dying Up Here uh, about the strike in the 70s. There's a comedy strike that happened. Oh, okay. So Jay Leno, Letterman, all these guys are around. This is um, in L.A. This is in L.A. Yeah. And they were watching Mitzi Shore take $25,000 in cash up to her house every single night. Oh, God. I didn't know that. And then no one was getting paid. And all yeah. these guys are doing the Tonight Show and breaking. But then there's a whole... There's all this other guys who can't eat. Uh, yeah. This guy, uh, Tom Dreesen, used to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken every single day, once a day, because they had, uh, it was like a cluck, and it was a piece of corn mm-hmm. and a thigh, and he ate that every single day for eat. a dollar. He Jesus bought it for a dollar, and it gave, he got a corn and a thigh, and he ate that every single day for two years. Wow. And that's all he ate. And he was a comic. Yeah, he was a comic. See, and there I can't was guys do that. Sleeping, in their, sleeping in their cars. Everybody would sleep in their cars, and they really had no place to stay. And there was uh, Jim Carrey, who's one of the producers on the show, who was living in a closet. Oh, my God. And uh, they couldn't, they didn't, because no one was getting any money from stand-up comedy. So there were very few road gigs. And then they... Um, had a lot of folk singers and people at the Ice House, yeah. and uh, so and that's what the comedy store was. And then they went when they went full time stand up. You know, big acts Richard Pryor could mm-hmm. get paid, and he got the door and he would sell the place out. But then they started paying. Uh, not they started having um, like Jay Leno. 
and a bunch of guys do the main room, and that would sell out. Right. But they'd get zero dollars. Oh, they wouldn't get paid at all. Zero. And then that's why when I do the comedy store, I get fifteen dollars. The same deals in place. Yeah, it's that's shit. Fifteen on a original for original room, and then if I do the main room, you split the door. The comics all split the door with the house, so it's fifty percent of fifty percent. Of. Divided by the 50% of the door, which is usually $3,600, okay. divided by the 20 comedians that are on the lineup. So it's like like 50 bucks, maybe. Yeah, depending on the show, you get you know anywhere between 100 and $300. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. So I was on that, and uh, I got to write on that, and it's just... Uh, but you created that show? No, I, okay. I didn't create it. It was... A, it, but um, they put me in the writer's room. So I, heard, I heard about that. I didn't know you were doing it. That's awesome. Yeah. It uh, comes out in June. June 4th, Showtime. Showtime. And then this special, they wanted to air around the same time, but then they said, uh, we're going to have your special be on Cinco de Mayo. And I go, you know, I just know I'm, you guys watched it though, right? Because, you know, I joke around about how my Spanish is horrible. You're a coconut. Just, yeah, I'm not a good Mexican. Right. And uh, they didn't. They don't, oh, oh, Al, we Al, we don't care. <laughs> Al, we love the special. We think it's great. Oh, we, uh, we know you're Mexican. That's where we'll put it on the Cinco de Mayo. Because Mexicans love nothing more than curling up by the uh, yeah. television set and they watching. Love, that's, that's definitely the, the real crux of Cinco de Mayo is, is television. It's not rampant drinking by white girls in college. <laughs> yeah, at a fucking Bennigan's. Yeah, at a Bennigan's. <laughs> Whatever. Irish bar, Irish bar, Mexican bar, same thing. Same shit. Kind of is, actually, in a way. So, um, yeah, there's that, and then, that's yeah, cool I'm a little burnt out. Just well, so. that's like, I've heard people talking about, I was talking to like Nikki Glazer the other day, and she was saying the same thing. And I'm like, oh, it's because you're having to get your shit together for a special, so of course you're burned out on it. I haven't had to do that ever, so I'm not burned out at all. I'm the opposite. It's like, yeah, because you have to tell you how many times did you, how many sets did you do to prepare for that special? Oh, I, do, I worked on all this material for three years. Right. So, but, yeah, yeah. I'm not like one of those guys who also they'll do a new special every single year. That's all. Who's that? Like Louis C.K. Louis that's it. and Bill Burr. Yeah, and then a bunch of people are in that same sort of zone. But you know what? To... If you think about it, those guys' specials that are new. They're not really new. They're kind of the same thing. Ah, yeah. I would say so. It's kind of the same thing. It's still. Do you watch any of that stuff? I don't. I don't really, really watch that. I don't like half of them. I don't watch. Um, I'm a huge fan of stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. and I watch my friends. Right. Um, just because, yeah, again, they're you friends. support. And then, um, and and I am friends with a lot of people, but right. I'm always uh, chit-chatting and hanging out on the side in the back so I don't sit and watch anybody's act and I actually I was always worried about people who would sit and watch other comics yeah it's I think it's uh, I think it's good that's good it depends it's good and bad I, I like watching other comics because a lot of times it inspires me not obviously not in material sense but just like uh, makes you see what someone else is doing and how they do it and like okay I can do something similar to that in my voice because a lot of times you get, at least I get bogged down thinking like, oh, this is, I'm not funny in this way. And then you see someone, like I remember seeing one of the last times I heard, saw Bill Burr and then felt that way. Like, oh man, this is like, like he's so effortless in terms of his voice and stuff. Yeah, he's just, uh, he's talking on stage. Yeah, and so you can do stuff like that as long, because it's, it's not about like stealing, it's more about like um, 
just really being your, staying in your voice. And oh, if you stay well, in your voice, what yeah. you'll do is interesting because you're being authentic. When I started uh, doing stand-up, I would go in between. I, was, I grew up in San Francisco um, and then started doing stand-up in, in the city. And I would uh, walk between the two comedy clubs they had mm-hmm. every single night. And then I would just watch who was ever there. Right. And sit in the back of the room. And just even if they were comics that I didn't like. This is before you started doing stand-up? This is when I just first started. Okay. So I had been doing it for well, uh, two months and right. just watch every single bit of it. And yeah, I watched. That was helpful. Yeah. Yeah. For me, when I first moved here, I saw... I went to the M bar and saw a comedy death ray for the first time, and I couldn't fucking believe it because I didn't know any of these people. None of them were on TV, but they were all funnier than anything I'd ever seen on TV. And I was like, what the fuck is, how is this possible? All the comedy I've seen on TV is funny, but this is like so, so much deeply, deep, like just, like I was done. It was a couple of times when I remember seeing Todd Glass and I remember seeing Howard Kramer and l- losing. I couldn't contain, I was fucking. I almost passed out. So I was just, I just didn't know you could be that funny. I even, I just didn't even, I couldn't even comprehend it because it was so weird. Yeah, I much I remember going to the old Largo and watching just this incredible lineup and just almost being discouraged, like just you're a little discouraged. Yeah, because you just they can't oh, believe. Is, it. I saw Arge Barker. The very first comic that I saw Arge. live was Arge. Right. And he, we were both the exact same age, except he went straight into doing comedy, and I straight into doing comedy after what? After you like after high school. So we okay. both graduated um, the same year. I think we're the exact same age. Okay. Nineteen eighty nine, and then he went straight into stand right. up. And then I went to college, fucked around, didn't know what I was going to do, worked for my family business, and I started in 98. Mm -hmm. And in that nine years, he's an incredible comic, and I'm the same age in the back of the room going, oh my God, this is the best shit that I've ever seen. And um, yeah, it's it's, it's a little upsetting. It is, but I think life experience, I think people always talk about that. I mean, I, I wish I started younger, but at the same time, there's all these things that happened to me that informed what I know. Sure. That I think if I started stand-up at a younger age, then I would have not had those things happen. And also, it would have taken as long as it would anyways, because I would have had to mature enough to understand how to like yeah, yeah. To, how to look at something, how to take something out and look at it and turn it around and then like, say it without feeling weird and... Also, it's just, I mean, I guess the big thing is time on stage. You can't, like, you can't replace that. Because yeah. even though I like, people always get freaked out when I'm, it's not freaked out, but, like, there's been times when I've been brought up accidentally as the first time doing stand-up. And it's not. It's just been like, well, it happened to me one time when I was, like, eight years in. I was like, okay, here we go. And I, who, I just, who did that? So at the comedy store, this weird, there's a show that happened there that this guy would have me do it. Um, it was a bringer show, but I, he let me just pop in whenever I want. I remember I seeing you at that sh- that one of those shows not too right? long ago. Yeah. And then he let me do the show. He was just like, oh, come on, do the show whenever you want. And I'm like, okay, so I'll show up. That and, guy Vargas? No. I can't remember his name. But the MC brought me up because everyone... Bill Burr hates that guy so much. That really? guy Vargas, because he, he wears a lot of open shirts. Oh, really? Yeah. It fucking hates well, it's it. funny enough because Bill was in the audience and he saw me. And I was like, I had this, I fucking like crushed as hard as I've ever, not as hard as ever, but just like a standard, like, that oh, was this fucking, fucking great. Good oh, job. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, good. Man, so that's... good. So original. So original. <laughs> I don't know if he said, I don't know what he said. It was in passing, but either way. Hey. And I, still to this day, hey, I was. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, man, just so you know, it wasn't my first time. Oh, okay. In that case, it sucked. <laughs> he didn't say that, though. But in my head, that's what, he, that's what he'd say. Oh, really? Oh, okay. That was oh, your first I time. I thought it was your first time. That's fucking unbelievable if you're first time. But if you've done it more than like three times, it's fucking that's, horrible. That would be impossible if that would be someone's first time. If it was, I don't best, even know. It's just a natural prodigy. It would be, I don't think it's possible to be like, to be that, to have eight years of comfort on stage. And I just, did a thing and the audience just hated me so much that the punchline, we used, they let us do whatever we wanted. So right. now I'm in there like two or three years. I know everybody. And one of my friends was hosting and I had got two female comics and another guy. And we walked in, mm -hmm. and they sat us right next to the stage. We took our jackets off. I had a waitress came by, come well, by. Well, you came to see it. So. I didn't know. I, I knew. I set this whole thing up. So We start uh, over. Okay. So it's a Sunday night at the San Francisco Punchline. Right, okay. Um, I have been doing asked, comedy for two or three years. I've been doing comedy two or three years. Friends, with, you know, president of comedy, friends with every single yeah. person. My buddy is the host. And then I set it all up before the show started that I would get sat in the front. Oh, okay. On purpose. On purpose Got at it. a table. We get a round of drinks. Yep. Put our jackets back on and walk away. Okay. And then have the host go, hey, you guys just got here. What's, why are you leaving? And then, this is your friend. Yeah. Okay. So this we act good. this whole thing and I go, I thought it would be better. Uh -huh. I'm sorry. It's just not for us. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And <laughs> it was a good show. It was a fine show. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, really? You thought it would be better? These comics are all great. You think you can do better? And I go, actually, I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> and I go up. And he goes, fine. Go for it. Audience starts booing. Oh. Right away. They yeah. loved the show. Yeah. They hated me. And I'm doing well, my best material. Uh -huh. So now the plan in my head is that I'm going to crush. kill. Yeah. But audience was, I could have said it could have been the best material. Yeah, that's a weird thing. I mean, it took me a while to learn that, the, the whole thing where the audience is on the comedian side. They don't, like, anytime a heckler happens... The audience hates the heckler more than the comedian. Yeah, I'm really like, good at that. And you, it's, they uh, hate you have to deal with the hecklers. I get heckled a lot. I had a really? guy just at the comedy store on last Wednesday night stood up. Are you serious? Stood up and started looking at the rest of the audience and addressing. Holy I've shit! I've never had that happen before. And he goes, what did Sir, you do? I can deal with this if you just tell me what's going on because he wasn't making any sense. Was so he, he wasn't, drunk? He was drunk. Uh, no, he was just Canadian. He was trying to agree with everything that. I was saying like but political then, stuff or no? Yeah, well, not really. it was. I do. Um, have you heard me do that cilantro bit? They <laughs> no, but I, I like this already. Yeah. <laughs> Anything involving cilantro, especially a bit, I'm in. Yeah. So um, I went to a. This is in the special on May fifth. Okay. But I went to this uh, taco truck at Eagle Rock, right? And I was standing there, and the guy in front of me. Uh, he's finishing his order, and then he goes, this is one of those moments where I was looking for new material. Right. And cause it, it just f found me, and I almost hugged the guy afterwards because I knew it was going to be a great bit. Right. But uh, he goes, hey, bro, on that order, can I get no cilantro? Because <laughs> you heard what they're doing to the cilantro, right? <laughs> and the guy in the taco truck goes, si, si, I know. And walks away. Oh, my God. And I was left there, and I go, hey, excuse me, um, what's, what's going on with the cilantro? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy goes, uh, oh, bro, my mom told me not to eat any cilantro because if it's from Mexico, they're shitting in it. 
to get back at Trump. Oh my God. And right at that moment, I was like, oh, oh thank God. you. They're shitting in yeah. the cilantro. So I did this whole um, thing about, um, you know, I do, it's like a six minute yeah. bit where you go to the, uh, yeah, I said, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm all for a good Trump takedown, but there's a lot of collateral damage in the shit in the cilantro <laughs> plant, don't you it's think? It's true. And so then I do this whole thing. So the key, I started doing the, um, I do, do all the people in the cilantro field, him coming up with the foreman, coming up with the idea, oh, going to the whole thing. And this guy stood up and he was like, we'll never stop. We're never going to stop. And I go, what? I go, sir, I told you before, please just sit down. And, and But you have to make them... Repeat themselves and be the asshole. Yeah, like if you you, the audience, you're, you're so right that the audience d- is on your side for the most part. They unless, just hate it because it makes them uncomfortable and it ruins their night. But I've had some horrible experiences with hecklers. I got, I was, I had at the UCB East. Yeah, had maybe one of the worst heckler experiences I've ever had. Been can you tell me how you got this this guy down, this Canadian guy first? I'm just interested. How oh, the ended. Canadian guy, I um, just said I don't understand. I'll talk to you. We can abandon my set, and I can just get into it. But he's talking about but like we'll really, never stop resisting yeah, Trump, well, right? That, yeah, and I go, is okay. that what you're talking about? I go, well, I'm I'm fine with you agreeing with me, but mm-hmm. you just really, for the most part, need to stop. Yeah, and then they tapped him, and then they just oh, kicked they pulled him out. Him out. Okay. Yeah. They're um, good at that, but I would just deal with it. Yeah, but I've had I've had a horror. I've been I've been I've in terms of hecklers. I've been doing this for now uh, close to twenty years, and I've been chased. You've choked people, haven't you? I got choked. Oh, I I always thought it was the other way around, man. No, because I know you're an you can't have like you talk about it. You're an angry guy. Yeah, I thought you choked somebody. No, what I feel like only when it provoked some lady oh, choked me. Choked you. Because I used to I, do... I'm sorry, because for years now, I've been thinking it was that way around. I was like, Madrigal, fuck Oh, I did choke a guy. Okay, see, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you choked a guy. You heard it here first, listeners. Al Madrigal has been choked and choked from stage, <laughs> on stage, off stage. So, Jesus uh, Christ. I was on the road with thank Doug Benson. God. We were in Detroit. <sighs> and uh, some guy was heckling me, and, and then he gave me one of these. He goes, brush me off, and he goes, do your, just do your act. Oh. Just do your act. And he was having a full conversation in the front row Jesus and went back Christ. to talk to another person. I go, listen, I just need to wrap up. But if you don't shut the fuck up, I will. I'm going to come down there and I'm going to kick the fucking shit out of you. And I'm not even joking. Right. And uh, he kept talking to the guy. And I finished, put the microphone on the mic stand, marched down, grabbed him by the shirt collar, dragged him into a pool hall, and choked A pool him. hall? Yeah, it was next. There was an adjacent Holy pool shit, hell. What the <laughs> fuck? That's like the cop taking off his badge or some <laughs> shit. Like, this isn't part of the stage anymore, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you. I'm going to take you next door and tell you what it really means. <laughs> and I choked him until the bouncer pulled me off him. Oh, my yeah. God. And because I, I, I warned him. You see red. I see right. I had it happen to me at this place in Venice. These guys were talking. I mean, it wasn't that disruptive at all, but it was right in the front row. And it's just that long Venice underground place. It's a great place to do comedy. And they were right in the front row. They're talking. I was like, guys, what are you doing? You're talking. And they kept talking. I took the mic stand and I picked it up and I just slammed it on their fucking table and knocked half the drinks off. And I was like, it's like, you want to talk? Here's the fucking talking stick. And they just were freaked out and everyone cheered. And I was just, it was one of those things where I was shaking. I was just so, because I was so angry. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just, was. I mean, 
I just I just saw red. I got off the stage. I finished uh, up some jokes and I got off the stage. And all the other comics were like, "Yeah, that was fucking awesome." And I was just I was I felt like I had just um had so much adrenaline in me. I had to like sit down and like have a, have like a coke or something because I was just was fucking. I was oh I was so ready to just. Go to town. I was ready to fucking fight. Yeah, I hate that. I don't it want sucks. any trouble. I don't. I, I really no don't one don't want, wants it because it also comedy. takes you. Out, it takes away from. It takes you out of comedy because comedy is not angry. It's really like it's a relaxed thing. Even if you are being aggressive and yelling, it's still in the spirit of like a. It's a peaceful, relaxing thing. It's not. It's not combative in the sense where you want to hurt somebody. Yeah, I, I've had horrible. I, I don't know if it's my face or people are invited to. I, I don't know what it is about me, but I've had horrible heckler situations. So I've um, at the UCB East, I had this guy, and he, he you know, looking back, he had right. something wrong with him. There was yeah, it's always always the case. It's always like a mental thing, or they're just straight up fucking drunk as shit. Yeah, this guy was um, started hitting himself in the head. Oh my so god! So I'm telling this story, and this guy just starts whacking himself in the head, and I looked him off. And just looked at him and looked at his friends. Yeah. And I was like, what's going on over there? And then he kept doing it again. And I go, hey, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Quit hitting yourself in the head. And he goes, um, scratching your head hair, harms your hair follicles. Oh, wow. And he yells it at me. And now everyone's looking. And I go, well, you know, because I'm used to comedy clubs. Yeah, like a guy like, you suck. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that, you. Yeah. That's no, I'll take that any day. Well, just uh, scratching your head. So I know the audience is like, okay, go watch. I'll, I'll deal with this. This yeah. guy's clearly out of line. He started it. Yeah. And I go, well, you know what's great for your hair follicles? How about taking a shower, you fucking scumbag? <laughs> and everyone goes, oh. Oh, no. Too much, too fast. Yeah, they didn't know how to handle it because this is all. I didn't realize that that UCB East. Have you ever done the one where you, the downstairs, downstairs, yeah. downstairs place I've ever been. They're all friends. What do you mean? It's all the same crowd. Oh, they they all go and they have regular seats, and I wasn't just that That's was weird, heckler, man. That was Jason. You know, oh. that was. So, um, well, that's fucking weird shit. So then somebody in the, over there, uh, like over in the middle, uh, mm-hmm. is a girl goes, leave him alone. He's my boyfriend. And I go, what? What the fuck is happening? I go, I'm sorry you guys got separated during the seating process, but why don't you go fucking sit on his scummy lap? And I just dug in. And everyone goes, then starts cheering, finish your bit. And I just lost it. I fucking go, I know where I'm fucking am. I just everybody shut the fuck up. This is like oh, the nicest man. crowd ever. If you can't do well there, uh, and I'm just screaming at everybody. That's yeah. a tough one. No, it is. It's horrible because the guy, in you know, in hindsight, he's, he's uh, got some sort of uh, he's on the spectrum somehow. Yeah, he's all deeply fucked up on the far end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just get so caught up in it. I don't care. And then I stop giving a shit altogether. And now I probably I'm. I'm I'm not sure how much even more road work or stand up that I can even do because I have no patience for people. I have a I have a thing. Well, I just I don't know. I have a face that doesn't command a lot of respect. So me too. I end up having to like I, I get exhausted of having to police a room of people who are not there to see me. Yeah, and I just I don't have to do it, so I'm not going to fucking do it. So that's a real tricky thing with stand-up comedy, you guys, is that you'd think if there are people there that want to see me, it's fantastic. It's Did great. you see Henry Phillips' new movie? No, I can't wait to see it. Oh, it's good. Yeah, 
And I'm not saying that. I'm in it. Punching the Clown again? Punching Henry. Oh, Punching Henry. Okay. Yeah, I got it. It's really good. You can buy it on um, places. Do we need to wrap this we up? Should probably, we should probably put a wrap on this. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up. Before my memory card blasts again. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Live to Tape with Al Madrigal. Comedian, author, dad, actor, gardener, for future person to be selling supplements. Yep. Right? Yeah, sell supplements. That's right. I don't know what A sore throat remedy. What is the sore throat remedy? You can't tell me, can you? Give no. me one ingredient. Spices. Cayenne pepper. Spice. Really? Cayenne pepper. But pepper's is an irritant, right? June 4th. Said, I'm dying up here. And then uh, May 5th. What are you doing on Cinco de Mayo? Well, I don't have any plans. I'm, I'll probably, I, might have, I probably won't be in town, actually. But... Otherwise, why are you going to have a viewing party? Yeah, we'll have a party. Can I have a viewing party? If I'm in town, you know I'll be there. I know. Twitter. <laughs> uh, he's on Twitter, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening. Bye. Rate, review, subscribe. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.